Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Tanya Holcomb, and I'm grateful that you're joining me on a journey to honor your story, reclaim your power, and answer your soul's call for greatness. With conversations on self-love, true nourishment, and natural healing, featuring transformative stories of divine intervention, unshakable faith, and living life untethered, you'll be inspired and motivated to release what no longer serves you, pursue what you truly desire, and trust your path. No, it is no accident that you've arrived here. You seek truth, activation, and empowerment. Your seeking led you to exactly where you need to be. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. I was looking back on some of my old journals recently, and I started to notice that in all the little in-between spaces, I was doodling the word freedom. And it just shows up repeatedly, no rhyme or reason, just doodled on the pages as if it was dropping in to be noticed. I didn't think too much of it until I started to notice all the other places I had dropped in the word freedom. You know, freedom as part of my passwords and found in prominent placement on my old uh, vision boards. Just repeated, freedom, freedom, freedom. And looking back, I see so clearly that I was yearning to feel free. And isn't it interesting that this was during a time where technically I was much freer to move to and from then than I am or you now, right? Like I was free to fly anywhere I wanted to without thinking twice about it, running into the grocery store without question if it was really worth the trip, free to go to the gym, free to get my hair done, free to, you know, plan events and and just free to move through uh, our external environment without thinking twice about it. So why was it that I was yearning to feel free when I was so free? This freedom that I desired was so much bigger than external factors. The freedom I desired was to free myself of my own bullshit, to take responsibility of my life and to make choices that were 100% aligned to my highest good, to step into that next level as a co-creator and to live life with epic synchronicities. And even more, it was this undeniable knowing that no one is free until each is free and all are freeing each other. That no one is free until each is free and all are freeing each other. And the way to true freedom is doing the work to harmonize our being and raise the collective vibe. As we heal ourselves, we free ourselves and we inevitably free others. Abraham Hicks says, one in alignment is more powerful than a million who are not. As I look back on my journey and how I got to this place of hosting the Fiercely Awakening podcast and leading the women in the life-changing work that we do on Untethered, I recognize the path required me to activate the law of discipline. Discipline is the surest means to greater freedom and independence. 
It provides the focus to achieve the skill level and depth of knowledge that translates into more options in life. Julie Andrews is quoted saying, some people regard discipline as a chore. For me, it's a kind of order that sets me free to fly. I love that so much because in my uh, journals, they went from this whole freedom vibe to the next phase of my journaling was all about fly. And the word fly was everywhere and butterflies. And I even wore a butterfly necklace during this phase. So it's just so interesting how these words choose us. And these are, they're really energies that we're working with as we move through and transition through that next level. So referencing the brilliant Dan Millman, the law of discipline points to a paradox. While freedom is our transcendent birthright, it must be earned in this world. Discipline remains the key to freedom and independence. And this principle applies to both inner freedom and outer freedom. Although our outer life may appear to include many freedoms, we are not free inside. Many of us feel enslaved to a whirling, churning, runaway mind full of desires, worries, and negative images. The focus and discipline of inner practices include things like meditation and, of course, exploring and clearing these limiting beliefs. And when we do this work, that's what generates a sense of inner freedom and inner peace that really starts to break the chains of our mind. And I know I've said this before, but it's so interesting because so many of my clients, they say uh, they want more time. But often what they're really expressing is they want freedom from their mind. And it's such a, you know, a radical shift in perspective of what that really means when we say we want more time because we have plenty of time or there's more than enough time. But it's how we spend our time, particularly how we spend our time with the roommate in our mind, right? There's, there's us and there's a voice in our head. That's the big elephant in the room. And so as we clear these inner, uh, we do the inner work, we find this inner freedom. And this creates such radical shifts in our lives. And as we expand in that, we find that we start to activate because we're increasing our frequency and we're increasing our vibration that we start to more effortlessly find, you know, financial freedom freedom to travel in a way that we desire, freedom that comes with having a strong, healthy body, and in general, just having just way more options in life and experience uh, this true abundance that is available to us. Discipline is a habit of doing just a little more and going just a little deeper, staying with something and pushing through it. And this is the pathway to greater freedom in our lives. When it comes to choosing how to be disciplined in your life, you really have to look at what it is you desire and what it's going to take to get there. And I can tell you that being disciplined is something I wanted my whole life. I wanted to be disciplined. I just, I didn't know how to be disciplined But once I understood my desire to be free, it was so much easier for me to activate this law 
because I saw this law as the yellow brick road to having that desire. For me, though, and for likely you, uh, this first meant overcoming resistance and then doing it again and again and again. And still today, when it shows up, uh, just constantly overcoming that resistance because wherever it is that we will uh, receive the greatest change, we are often going to have the greatest resistance to doing that thing, to showing up to that thing. You know, you have those two voices in your head, that one that says you can't and the one that says you can, the one that says you won't and the one that says you will. Uh, Reading The War of Art taught me so much about resistance and it just really helped me to see what I was actually dealing with on a day-to-day basis and why it was so hard for me to be disciplined. And this, the book was written by Stephen Pressfield and he says, resistance cannot be seen, touched, heard, or smelled, but it can be felt. We experience it as an energy field radiating from a work and potential. It's a repelling force. It's negative. Its aim is to shove us away, distract us, prevent us from doing our work. So think about that. We call on and activate the law of discipline because we understand, even if we don't understand, like even if we can't articulate it, right? We understand that there is a pathway to having the freedom or to achieving the desire, uh, desired results. And it takes this discipline, but in between you and discipline is resistance. And it's a real thing. It's an energy and it's this repelling force that is so negative and its aim is to keep us away and prevent us from doing our work, which is why the greater the thing is that's going to deliver change in your life, the more resistance you're going to have to actually doing that thing. So when we look at these big results that we that we want right like um there is something significant to be said about how small deliberate actions that are made and repeated create massive changes and so i really want to put this in perspective for you because so many people get caught up in thinking that discipline looks a certain way that's just simply not achievable. For instance, you know, I've had clients tell me, you know, um, that they try to meditate every day for an hour and they do it like maybe four days. And then they're like, I just can't do it. It's too hard. I don't have an hour of my day. But I'm like, who's to say you need to do an hour? Because what discipline really should look like is it should show up in our lives in the way of aligned action. And so aligned action is very different than checking the box and saying, I meditated for an hour. Because what you might be called to do is perhaps four minutes a day. Now imagine how different it would look if you can meditate four minutes a day and you do that for 30 plus days. We start to see some serious shifts. We start to see the big drop-ins. We start to see the results of that. 
But when we try to do things that aren't in alignment, such as an hour or and or we don't have the capacity to do yet, right? Like we wouldn't go out and go run 10 miles before building up to that because we have to first get the capacity to do that. And so discipline can start small, but it's the consistency that matters. And so to put this in perspective, that is like mind blowing. Um, I want to share something that came up with the book, The Compound Effect. So I love reading. If you haven't figured that out yet, like I order maybe four or five books a week. It's it's a true obsession that I do not feel any guilt about because I just absolutely love my library. I love referencing my books. My books are such medicine for me and it really is part of me keeping my vibe high is to surround myself with these teachers and to have a room that I sit in that's filled with such incredible energy. But I love, you know, mindset books and I love spiritual books. <clears throat> I love, you know, health books, um, you know, anything from, you know, learning about how to clear parasites to uh, learning how to heal uh, uh, ancestral lineage. Like I can go anywhere. Um, but I also love business books. And so this book uh, is called The Compound Effect. And it was just like so awe-inspiring to recognize how these little daily habits that we do, these consistency just is so much more significant than what our human brain wants to make of it. So again, to put this in perspective, I love this example. So let me ask you, would you rather have $3 million up front or one penny that doubles in value every day for 31 days? So your choices are, I'm either going to give you $3 million up front, or I'm going to give you one penny that doubles in value every day for 31 days. So you're probably guessing the answer is the penny, because that's the unusual thing to say, right? But here's what's so amazing. This, this penny doubling every day, um, by 19 days, you would still only have $5,000. So you would feel pretty foolish, right? It's been 19 days and you could be walking away with 3 million and you got 5,000. And it's not until day 29 that the compounding gains of that penny net you 3 million. And by day 30, you would have tripled that 3 million. Like this is so significant. And so, what we really see here is how these small choices can lead to life-altering changes. And again, humans aren't programmed for this. We're not programmed to have the patience and the faith. This is something that we have to activate inside of us because we're programmed, especially now, for instant gratification. And that programming runs so darn deep. So um, there's, you know, there's just so much social pressure to, you know, so much social pressure with instant gratification, but compounding is so real and it's so powerful and it's something that you can do right now with a change in your life, with taking some discipline and doing that discipline for 10 days, for 20 days, for 30 days. 
And if you really want to see this, like when I want to, when I focus on something that I really want to see that massive change in, then I will, um, I will take what I'm doing and I will add tracking to it. And that's just like, like, just like blows my results out of the water. And so I will put that in, in greater perspective in a second. So for me, what I have, what I have seen in my life is that this yearning to be free required me to become disciplined, which required me to overcome resistance and required me to activate the be, do, have. Like, who do I want to be? What energy do I want to step in? And all of this comes down to uh, taking that aligned action every day and trusting that guidance I was receiving. And this really started to show up big for me when I decided to take that big leap and leave my comfortable corporate job and step into this work full time. And I did that whole thing that Tony Robbins talks about, like burning the ships. Like I didn't have any place to retrieve to. Like I was on this island and I was being forced uh, to make it right to figure it out. And I and I really trust that everything is figure outable. And so I was let's go, but I knew that required me to be so incredibly disciplined. And I was like, I did my work. I did my gratitude. I showed up to my intention every single day and I spent time with it. I spent time in meditation. I spent time dreaming. I moved my body. I was choosing, uh, making good health choices. Um, and so I did this and I had some ups and downs with it. Sometimes where, you know, um, I was more consistent with certain things with others, but I overall was feeling pretty disciplined. And the really cool thing that's happened is I have continued to become more and more and more disciplined throughout this journey. And since probably April, uh, the, my last cleanse that I did, I um, decided to really up my game. And so what that meant was I uh, made some pretty uh, radical changes to my diet. Even though um, I'm already eating very consciously, I just decided to clean it up even more. So I cut out certain things that I felt were um, not serving me. And I just took them right, right out. I um, really locked in um, a, a solid naturopathic program that I have been absolutely consistent with because there is something that I'm really working to heal right now. And so I wanted to see those results. And so just really locking that in and um, really making sure that I was spending time in the outdoor energy, in the woods, spending time meditating in that in that forest, the energy of the forest, and then taking my workouts to a whole new level. So something I've identified as part of my journey is understanding when I feel most powerful. And there's two things that I feel incredibly powerful when I do them consistently, and that is consistent meditation, um, which, which involves my untethered daily process, as well as movement. Now, I was doing pretty consistent movement, but what I wasn't doing was tracking it. And so I was just thinking about when, you know, 
what do I, what is, what is really calling for me right now in my movement? What, how am I supposed to show up to this? And I decided to get back into lifting weights and I decided not only to get back into lifting weights, but to track. And so this discipline of showing up to the weight room again and tracking has just been so exciting to me to see uh, in physical form those changes and to feel stronger every week and to see my body shaping in a way that it, that it wasn't doing previously even though I was moving. And the difference is because I'm putting this attention and intention into this as well as tracking. So again, anytime I want to accelerate a certain area in my life, I add that tracking measure. So whether it's calling in, uh, you know, additional abundance or, um, you know, wanting to see a certain health gain or, um, anything like truly anything. If I add that tracking, uh, tracking aspect to it, it's absolutely an amplifier to that work. So I'm not like so particular about when things happen. You know, for me, it's like I know um, ideally in a perfect world, I will wake up and do some work first thing in the morning and then do some work later in the afternoon and then do a little work before bed. But it doesn't have to, like I had to give myself permission for it to look differently every single day because of the life that I lead and all the things that I do. And this permission to have it look different on every day was so um, like expansive to me. It was like I was so restricted and thinking that discipline meant that my alarm had to go out at five and I had to be up and I had to do the same thing and start my day the same way. And that was the pathway to discipline. But that wasn't the pathway to me being disciplined. For me being disciplined, it can look more, it can be more flexible and fluid. It doesn't have to be so restrictive. And it's really what type of energy do I want to cultivate each day? Am I moving my desires forward? And am I showing up to the aligned action that I'm being called to do? And so... I find it interesting that as things became more restrictive in my outer environment, that I had this sense of knowing that I had to become more restrictive um, in my discipline to do this inner work, right? Like I had to lock things down even more. And I think this is me working to feel that sense of freedom on a deep cellular level every single day when my environment is reminding me of something else. And so it's like every time that I like slip a little bit out of my power, right? It's like snapping it back in there with doing this aligned action. That's part of the law of discipline. So As part of doing the untethered work and as part of certainly listening to this podcast, you're going to hear me talk about different universal laws because they're laws, right? And so something like the law of discipline seems like, wow, like you have to like do this chore in order to be free. Like, how does that make sense? But this is the paradox of this work. Like not everything makes sense, but it is the law. So to remind you, to wrap this all up, discipline is the surest means to greater freedom. 
So if you desire greater freedom, then what is it that you're being asked to become more disciplined in? Do you need to become more disciplined in your food choices? Now recognize again that compound effect. Small changes add up. Getting in a a quart of lemon water first thing in the morning every single day for 30 days is going to have an amazing compound effect. Juicing every single day for 30 days, amazing compound effect. And again, you may not notice the difference until day 29 because that's the magic. This work requires us to show up, show up, show up, have that faith, have that patience, and experience that magic that we may have missed if we didn't go that one extra day. So remember the example of the three million versus the one penny because that matters. I oftentimes remind myself of why my consistency is so important because it's not about today, right? It's Yes, it's about uh, bringing in and calling that energy for today, but this work that I'm doing and showing up to and, and stepping into this frequency, it's having such a greater impact in my life and in others than I can ever even imagine. But it requires me to show up consistently. Like this is not the type of work that you just dip your toe in and dip it back out, right? Like this is an immersion. And it can just be that you start with gratitude work every single day for 30 days and you'll start to experience those shifts. So we've talked on this journey about so many things that you could do, that you could add into your life, that you could include as part of harmonizing your inner being or creating a more harmonious external environment, right? And so what is it for you? What is it that you are being called to do on a consistent basis? And you know the answer is always going to be, uh, um, or an indicator of the answer, I should say, is going to be in that thing that you resist the most. So if you are just madly resisting your workouts, even though you're like, I love working out, I always feel so good working out, my gosh, that is the way. If you're resisting giving up gluten, and you just can't seem to do it, that is the way. Resisting giving up sugar, that is the way. So whatever it is that you seem to find the greatest resistance to, that is likely the thing that you need to do. So I'd love to hear from you. I would love to hear what you are going to bring into your life and what you're going to embrace to do consistently And it doesn't have to be hours and hours. It's really that consistent factor that is so key to activate the law of discipline in your life because that is the pathway to freedom. Until next time, beautiful blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello by joining me in our private Facebook group, Love Yourself Fiercely. Cheers to you for seeking truth and fiercely.